Lamar. Winning lottery numbers coming up. I'm gonna switch it up for y'all a little bit. Get grown. You know why? Huh? It's hurricane season. The new Miami. The new Miami. The new Miami. Surge, surge. The new Miami. The new Miami. The new Miami. Surge, surge. Welcome back to the Wide Ride Podcast. I'm your host, Manny Navarro, beat writer of the Miami Hurricanes for The Athletic. Joined once again by my counterpart, my wingman, the three-time national champ, starting center, 1991 national championship team, Kelvin Harris, out there on the left coast of Florida. And joining me here among this COVID, this crazy COVID pandemic, as we all sit here praying and hoping we have a football season. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But uh, we, we got our fingers crossed, right, Kelvin? Yeah. Just hope <laughs> everybody act right. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully uh, we're able to have a football season. What we do have for sure on today's episode is the latest Miami Hurricanes commitment, a guy who um, I don't think the world hears a lot from because I don't think he does very many interviews from what I've been looking. Uh, but, but Cam Kitchens, uh, starting – uh, safety at Miami Northwestern, a guy who does it all for the three-time state champions. Um, Cam committed to the Hurricanes on Saturday and made his announcement on social media. He's a four-star safety, uh, nine picks last year as a, as a junior, 74 tackles, a guy who just made plays all over the field, and it was a huge get for the Hurricanes. Uh, you know, they really – you look at what they're doing in the secondary – and getting another guy like Cam, putting him next to Vontae Williams and some of the other young guys that they've gotten here the last couple of years is really impressing, Kelvin. But I want to hear from Cam first before we get to, to your question and your comments, Kelvin. Uh, Cam, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being here. Yeah, man. So let me ask you, um, what went through your mind, you know, when, uh, when you were making this decision? Um, you know, I know Auburn and Texas A&M and other schools – were involved. I, I read that. Uh, I guess you had already made up your mind. I think Tuesday before the announcement. But what really ultimately, mm. like in your brain, said, "Okay, this is it. This is why it's got to be Miami." Um, just because where I can see myself for the next fifty plus years, like where it can take me at, mm-hmm. and I just felt like Miami was the best, gave me the best opportunities to succeed in life. Yeah, so that's why I picked me. And and obviously you had the influence of your of your four high school teammates. I'm sure that they wanted you to come there as well. Um, yeah. But you know everybody's got to make their own mind up. So relationships yeah. are so important. I wanted to ask you that first um, because to me that's ultimately why kids pick schools nowadays is who do they trust, who do they believe in, and I know your relationship from talking to your father a little while ago really started with Demarcus Van Dyke who was part of that. Yeah, that was, he was there from day one. Yeah. And he was yeah. the one who was really pushing for you to get a scholarship offer, right? Like the, the other coaches. Yeah, was, yeah, before I even had the offer, yeah. He'd been telling me he was, he was working to get me the offer. And it's, and it's crazy, so, the backstory, because you, your dad and DVD were basically boys. They played um, at Boys Club, right? And, and they yeah. grew up together. And um, mm-hmm. DVD, of course, is one of the three, the, the three guys on the recruiting department. How did that relationship start with him? Did you have you known DVD since you were like a, a little a little one? When did you kind of meet DVD? Um, for the most part, since I was like little, you can say. Mm-hmm. But then, like you can say, I, I got to know him more as far as leading up to high school and then getting into high school. So, 
and, and he played a pivotal role in that. And obviously Coach Banda and I know the other coaches, Coach Rumpf, all those guys are good dudes. But yeah. really, I mean, when, when Coach Diaz went out and he hired DVD and he, and he hired Pata and, and, you know, Coach Cooney and those guys, to me, he really wanted to fix the relationships in South Florida. And you can tell by these yeah. last couple of recruiting classes, they fixed it. Yeah. So, yeah, with those coaches, they, they got the inner city schools instead of, like, people from that don't really, like, I can say get us, you can say. Mm-hmm. Like, so they know where we came from. And then, they like, and they have more to talk about, you can say, like, towards the kids and people they recruit. And it's important to have those relationships because if you don't feel comfortable with the coaches and really trust them, you're not going to feel the same way about the school. And, and it's made a difference because yeah. a lot of you local guys, I mean, you like we just said, your four teammates at Northwestern are coming with you. Mm. And to me, it, is, it feels like just these last two recruiting classes since they, those guys were hired has made a huge difference. Um, Kelvin, you got a question for young Cam? Um, your, um, your teammates are committed before you. How much did they, um, how much did they influence, you know, did they try and, influence your decision? Um, for the most part, you can say, like, not really. For the most part, they be saying it's, it'd be cool, like, to go from Northwestern to plan at UM, but it wasn't like, come on, you should come with us and stuff like that. They, they already know with all, like, everybody that's out of school, we're going to do what's best for, for us and yeah. best for our family. So it wasn't, like, really pressure. They were just saying, like, it's a good opportunity there, like, saying the good things about it. And I just and I'd be the same thing with any like if you had any teammates at another school, they'd tell you the good about it. So I just just took it with it how far it was, and then it just went on from there. But they already knew I was gonna make the best decision for myself. Well, that's good, you know, because I mean, you know, you only get to go through this once, and um, yeah, just gotta weigh the pros and the cons. I mean, I, I enjoyed. When I was getting recruited, it was a long time ago. It was a little different. <laughs> yeah. Dinosaurs yeah. real dirt then, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was a little wild, though, but, you know, um, you know, actually, my recruiting host at University of Miami was a Northwestern guy. Two of them, actually, mm-hmm. uh, Melvin Braddon and Tober Bain. Uh, so, you know, matter of fact, I think uh, Tober's son, Tavares, used to be the track coach at Northwestern. I don't know if he still is or not. Because, uh, you know, but they showed me a great time. And, you know, technically, I can't really comment too much because I'm alumni. <laughs> but I say if you decide to go yeah. to the University of Miami, you know, uh, I think you'll have a great time. And I think you guys can win if y'all decide to come. But one of the things mm-hmm. I think what you need to do now is, you know, you guys got a chance to do something special no question. But, you know, you guys got resources we didn't have. You can go to YouTube. And you can go watch film of guys like Ed Reed and Deion Sanders and see what they did and watch the old college yeah. of us and get and, and hone your craft and see, you know, take take pieces of Ed Reed and pieces of Sean Taylor and see how that worked with your game. You know, Benny mm-hmm. Blades, Daryl Williams, there's a lot of good safety. Kenny Phillips. Yeah. You know, but watch the film and, you know, get with your quarterback and understand the, the passing routes, because you play free safety, right? Yes, sir. So with you being a free safety, one of the things that's going to help you is being able to recognize route combinations. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how much I'll go over that in high school, but the free safety mm. is like the quarterback or that secondary. And, you know, 
it's the little things because you obviously got yeah. ball skills to have nine picks. Mm-hmm. But if you keep honing that ball skill, you can go to college and start getting nine picks. I mean, because nine picks, that's a lot of picks. I mean, how many picks yeah. did you have uh, as a sophomore? Four. So, I mean, you got a natural talent for the ball. Have you ever played receiver? Mm-hmm. Um, probably like one year on Optimus. Yeah. So, well, most DBs can't catch. So, the fact that you <laughs> caught nine picks is impressive. Yeah, but, we got something to prove that be, and you know, yeah, you got well, and, <laughs> you know what, and you know, with you being the free safety, one of the things I think you should work on is press coverage, because if you can mm, cover the yeah. spot as a safety or cover outside, that helps your defense. Sky's coverage is better, and that makes you a more versatile player. And it's it's something that you're gonna hear a lot. The more you can do, the more you can do, the longer you get to play. But, you know, if you decide to come to the University of Miami, I'm ecstatic because I thought you was probably the best safety uh, out here. You know, I know they talk about the other kid from you know, the kid from Palmetto, and I think he's good too. But um, I'm a little partial to the city kids. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't be saying that, but, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. So did you take visits? Did you take your other visits? Um. Partly, like, out of the top five schools, like, I was very interested in, I took three of them. It was Miami, Auburn, and LSU. I didn't get this chance to see Nebraska or Texas a Wow, the fact that we got you, that you committed and you went to, you actually went to Baton Rouge and you didn't commit. They doing some good stuff with yeah. them because that LSU visit is a powerful visit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great food. A lot of great stuff. Well, you know, just uh, so, how's it going? In, like training for this year, um, I think you know you guys got to be careful, you know, you know, as far as your health because, yeah, you know, I don't know how many, how many guys, if any, have tested positive on your team. But if you guys get a positive test, they they got to shut y'all down. And, you know, y'all trying to win, so mm-hmm. y'all got to be careful. You know, some of the things that y'all used to doing, y'all would kind of have to. You know, kind of step back mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Yeah. But have you, you know, guys been careful, Cam? I'm I'm curious because I, I saw some high school kids oh. at like combines or that FBU camp over the weekend. And Ke- I showed Kelvin the video and I'm like, it don't look like many guys are wearing masks and, and being a part. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, um, we're working on like kind of like you can say small groups. So the most we'll do, if anything, is like work separately on our position groups, you can say so. As far as, like, my DB coach, Coach Whitehead, every week he'll send us, like, you could say, videos of us to do by ourselves throughout the week. So just to get in, like, for the most part, if it was every, like, the most we'll probably be around is four to five people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'd be, like, just uh, just in my DB groups. Yeah. But if, say, if I'm going, like, to work out somewhere else, like, where my trainers I work out with, it's mandatory that you got to have a mask and be, like, at least four feet away from each other. Okay. So for the most part, we we stand safe away away from everything else because we know the stuff we have, like the risk you can take. Because you know, if you get the COVID, you out for three to four weeks, and that's that's gonna be detrimental to the team. Yeah. Do you know anybody who's tested positive so far? Um, no. Okay. You be lucky because there's you know people <laughs> that I know have died. Yeah, from all it. around. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, you brought up the the safeties. I'm going to let Kelvin ask you some questions again, but I wanted to ask you this because you, you brought up the safety position. He brought up the great safeties at Miami. 
I'm curious, who did you study when you were growing up? Is there a favorite player or somebody that you really, you know, pattern your game after? Because I had one recruiting expert, um, Charles Fishbein and Larry Bluestein. I interviewed them last week about you, and they brought up Brandon Merriweather. You remember? Do you know who Brandon Merriweather is? <laughs> um, no. Yeah, Brandon Merriweather played at the U and was a first-round pick of the Patriots in around 2006, 2007. And really good player, played in the NFL, two Pro Bowls, and uh, just a first-round pick talent. And I think same size, and he was a big hitter. He'd come up and hit. He wasn't just a guy who would pick off passes. Is there yeah. somebody that you kind of pattern your game after at all? Um. It'd be, I could say Tyrone Matthew and then some of Ed Reed and some of Sean Taylor, mm-hmm. Kenny Phillips. So it's like all around. You just like, just like he was saying, you just got to pick it, like pick apart from everybody's game. Mm-hmm. So like Ed Reed, I got the ball hawking of him. Sean Taylor, he's just like how he come up and tackle and stuff like that. And how you, he, how he's so good at the post safety. And then you got Tyrone Matthew being so versatile everywhere. So. Kelvin, go ahead. Wow, so he didn't know who Kenny Phillips was. Okay. <laughs> I just oh, yeah. got off the he, phone with he Kenny. Ment- he mentored me. Oh, oh. you did? Yeah, because, like, um, like, at a time, like, he was, like, you could say, like, a small assistant at Miami Northwestern. So, I hadn't got some details from him, too. Oh, okay. So, you could say he was a, he was a little part of them, the nine picks. Oh, wow. What yeah. did he teach you that helped you? Um, As far as, like, my eye coordination, as far as manipulating the safety, um, you can say my feet work at safety, trying to like help me get smoother on the brakes, going to the post and stuff like that. So all the brakes and stuff that was fast, it was you could say it was because he taught me to. Is he still coaching in Northwestern? Um, no, he wasn't a coach. He was just like you could say like an assistant, just helping yeah. out. Yeah, just helping out. So from time to time, he'd just come, like come help me out, come help the rest of the safety groups, all the DB groups, and just get like little tips. Well. That's great. I think, you know, he's mentoring you is good. I think going back to what I was saying earlier, you know, um, if you got access to a guy like that, one of, like I said, one of the things you need to talk to him about is the route recognition and, mm-hmm. you know, um, down and distance and stuff like that because um, you guys play in a, a lot more spread out game, but honestly, yeah. the routes don't change the route combinations don't change that much. And, you know, it's a lot of tendencies and quarterbacks give out a lot of stuff. And if Yeah, that's what we're starting to learn now. Yeah, that's one of Ed Reed. That was one of his big strengths. Um, he, Him and Peyton Manning used to have some some duels because Peyton Manning yeah. could read coverages and but Ed could disguise the coverages and he knew how to – like, if you get a chance, go to YouTube and watch some of them Colts-Ravens games, you know, to see, mm. you know. But, you you know, having a mentor like Kenny Phillips is really a great advantage for you, really for you and all your DB friends, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you kind of ahead of the game, but now you got to stay ahead of the game. I, I'm going to tweet right now. How much you weigh right now, Cam? Oh, at 201. Oh, okay. Yeah. And are you 5'11 or – when was the last time? Yeah, you got I'm five eleven. Okay. Um, probably I want to say two, three weeks ago. Okay. So, what kind of speed you got? Uh, last year I ran a, a four six, but I know I've been getting faster. Like, cause throughout, like you could say when first, like when Corona, like first started, you want to say like a spring area. 
Yeah. That's when I had I kind of gained weight because it wasn't like we could really do too much with the team. And then, you know, everything was really like just closing down like official. Like it was no parks open or nothing like that. So we just I was just going to the backyard and stuff like that and doing little stuff like that. But it wasn't, you know, it ain't no summer workout sweat that's gonna like make you maintain your weight. Yeah. So I gained about like fifteen pounds and then now like some of the stuff opened it back up. So now it's all about maintaining, running with the weight, make sure I'm being comfortable with the weight. So well let me ask you a question. This is a nutrition question. Do you eat oranges, mm-hmm. apples, bananas, and stuff like that? Hello? Apples, oranges, and sometimes bananas. How about mangoes? Um, yeah, when it was mango season. Yeah, because one thing I noticed about kids your age, now, like when I was growing up, you know, we used to go around and literally go in people's yards and pick mangoes up off the ground. And, you know, mm. the thing about the oranges is that they, the oranges and tangerines give you a lot of vitamin C, and that keep your immune system up. But, you know, these yeah. fruits and vegetables, they help the system and they keep your weight right, too. Because, you know, you got good size mm-hmm. now. I mean, you got college safety size right now. So you just got to keep keep it in, you know, keep it together. And uh, I don't know what kind of lifting program y'all got, but, you know, um, obviously y'all must do something because y'all won the championship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, you, you, you mentioned the, the height, the weight, the speed, um, but the academics, um, you're graduating early. You got good grades, right? Of course. Yes. What's I'm brag a little bit. Tell me a little about your academics. <laughs> um, right now, um, right now I don't really have a GPA because it's like, you can say it's kind of inaccurate because I've been taking like the online classes. Online class. So it, it, it doesn't generate properly, but I had a 3.5 wow. last time it was wow. like, calculated. I had a, I had a 980 on my test score, but I was in, I want to say, 10th grade. So I haven't taken it since. And then with everything closing down, I'm not able to retake it right now. Well, you, you really feels like you already passed. No, I mean, if you got a 980 yeah. with a 3.5, he's already healthy. He's in. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, so you can say through, like, the corona part, I probably had about, because, you know, I, I don't go to Miami Northwestern. I go to William H. Turner Tech. Mm-hmm. So I just, just go to, I just play for Northwestern, so. Okay. As far as like the classes, through this whole year, I probably had I think one elective. Okay. So I was taking I was taking two maths, like one and a half reading, you could say, and then two social studies classes, so, just so I can make sure I'm on what track. What math? What What are you up to in the math and the other classes? Uh, I'll be taking calculus, like when it's upcoming this upcoming year. Wow. Yeah. Damn, I don't think I so. even got to pre-cal, man. I was bad at math. Because <laughs> <laughs> most of the time I turn to tech, they don't really give you, like, pre-cal. They just put you in another class, like, mm-hmm. the higher class. And then right now, through the summer, I'm taking, like, you can say half of – so I'm taking half of – I already finished half of math because through the quarantine, you had extra time. So I just told them to add that on to, like, to the schedule. Mm-hmm. And then right now, through the summer, I'm taking the re-in-half. So when the school comes back, I'll just be taking probably, like, like really like two classes, like really like two classes that I have to have. And then probably the rest of the classes will probably be like extracurriculum so I could get early on college. It takes discipline to be good at school because, you know, when you're playing football and you're playing a high level, I mean, guys like Kelvin, did you really go to class, Kelvin? Were you a good student? I was an average student. And sometimes sometimes I did go to class, yes. (laughs) <laughs> it seems like Cam likes going to class. Like he he enjoys I, studies. I already know. 
if I don't if I don't be do do good in class, I'm gonna play on the field. Yeah. What did you? Where does that come from? Is that mom and dad? Like who? Who gives yeah, you that drive? Yeah, that's, that's mom and dad. And, and Optimus, if I ain't had no good grades, I I ain't playing. Mm-hmm. I remember one time, like I, when I was young, I used to play like everything: baseball, basketball, stuff like that. Had I got like one one bad grade on a project, and I was out for like the first three games of basketball. It felt like like world was like my life was ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I ain't never want that feeling again. So I always try to make sure I'm on top of everything as far as school. Uh, that that's a great attitude to have. Uh, and you know you're gonna get to college, and it's gonna be some classes that you like going to because you can learn mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that it's gonna take with you, um, take with you in life. Because um, like my major was sociology, and I use a lot of the stuff that I learned in those classes to deal with people. Yeah. And so you know, what were you want majoring? Um, as far as measuring, I don't know, cause it's probably like a, like a few of them, but I want to be a sports analyst. So it'd be like, probably like journalism, communication, and oh. then on the side, I still want to, I, I still want to take business class cause at Turner Tech, I'm in the business academy. So. Well, you're, you're, you're better at analyzing right now than Manny is. He's got a job. You are. He could take, you could probably take my job in a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, look, you I, can be I an love agent. sports, so. I love sports, so why not just? They say if you love something, it's not it's not a job, right? So no, it's not. Hey, well, you take your time. Well, whatever school you go to, I know you committed to Miami. I I can't obviously you know say anything about that, but you know whatever school you yeah. go to, um, you don't necessarily have to come up with a major the first year. Um, mm-hmm. you know you want to you know you you get your feet wet and figure out what you want to major in. You probably I guess if whatever 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 school you go to. Um, you're gonna enroll early, so you'll have a semester to kind of figure it out, you know, and see yeah. what you like. But it just, and let me tell you something, enjoy it. Now, you don't go to school with your teammates, but do you hang out with any of your teammates? Um, yes, as far as out of school, yes. Who are you usually with? Where would we catch the Northwestern Five? <laughs> uh, probably, no, it's. It's not like I go out anywhere because I'm really like a home person. I don't really like going out too much. But if if I'm out somewhere, it probably be at like one of the houses. Sometimes I'm with Khalil. Sometimes I'm with Melo. Sometimes I'm with Tim. So I'm I'm really with everybody. With Corey, like so, I'd be all around sometimes. Not let me cover. go ahead. Let me ask you a question now. When you work out, do you ever like work out covering uh, Brinson and Brantley one on one? Um. Not not very recently. Like the most like the most we'll do, we want to do like a full on one on one. We'll probably do like releases, you can say. So, because I think it would benefit you greatly to do a lot of one on ones against both of them. Because you know, Brinson. Oh, I already know that. Brinson is <laughs> that's the best guy. competition you could get. Yeah, Brinson's a speed guy, but the Brantley kid is bigger, and yeah, he's he's the physical one. Yeah, so you get a chance but, to go against both. Yeah, but but Melo ain't really a speedster either. He he's physical too. <laughs> oh, he can do it all. Yeah, yeah. You got to give us some good right. stories about each of those guys, man. Tell us tell us the stuff that we don't know. You know, just personality. Why it is um, that they're so good and important for you guys for winning? <laughs> me and Melo, you can say because we've been playing Optimus together since we were probably like eight nine. Oh, wow. like five, like flag football with each other. So. We've been playing like, like with each other, you can say, mostly our whole lives. So we just know how to push each other, 
and stuff like that. But that's with everybody on our team. Like we stuck, like we just got such a, such a close bond with each other that what we said each other don't like felt us like really deeper than what it is. Mm-hmm. All we're doing is trying to get everybody better. So if we talk smack to each other, they know it's all love at the end of the day. But they know at the time being, we trying to get the best out of you, just like they trying to get the best out of me. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question. Y'all play Central this year? Um, of course. Got to have them on the schedule. So. I went to college. I came into UM with the Central coach, who, by the way, is a Northwestern mm-hmm. graduate, Coach Smith. So, yeah. if I tell Coach Smith that Northwestern is going to run through them like a track meet, would, would you be nervous me about me saying that? Because I'm gonna call rolling up and say I don't think that they can beat y'all. No, we won't be. We won't be nervous. <laughs> we like any challenge that's, that that comes to us. Okay. And we already know our coach is going to put us in the best spot to do that. So, so you think, so you think that y'all gonna beat Central this year? Of course, undefeated. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and tell Roller this now. I don't know. <laughs> you can tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a trash talker, Cam? Do you, do you like to do that on the uh, field? Or you're more of a quiet guy. In the middle. In the middle. Like, what, what yeah, tips you so- off to like get into somebody? Um, nothing really ticks me off. If something like, if someone have a bit play on me. And I'm going on hush mode. Like, I feel like I can't say nothing until I prove something to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so at the beginning of the game, it's more like, okay, just trying to make sure I'm doing everything right, stuff like that, getting into the game. But, you know, by, like, end of the first quarter, second quarter, I'm feeling the game now. Like, it's like, you know, you got, like, kind of like the jitters at the beginning. You know, you're trying to make sure, okay, coach told me this, coach told me that, coach told me this. So then by the, by the first, by, like, the first quarter being over, I'm already – I got everything flowing. I know what I got to do. I got my adjustments down, and then it's on and popping. Mm. What's the worst you've got on a guy? What's, like, the worst thing you've told somebody out there? Really nothing. Okay. Because, like, <laughs> for the most part, you can say – I like like most people say they let their game speak for it. Okay. okay. So you can talk all – like, if you if you talk smart to me, I'm going to just look at you. I'm going to laugh, walk off, make a play. Right. I so like it, is, it is. It just is what it is. He's a silent assassin. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Everybody isn't a trash talker. You know, some guys. Nah, but them other four, they trash talkers. <laughs> well, who's the worst? Who's the worst of the four? Who's the guy we gotta oh. be worried about in Miami? <laughs> I can say like, if you if you had to rank them, it'd be me the lowest. Okay. Then you could say, mellow. Mm-hmm. And then you can say Tim. Mm. And then, like, Khalil and Corey, I don't know. Don't, them the best ones. They just, <laughs> I don't know. Even if even if they have an okay game, they're going to find a way to get your head and make them having a great game. Really? Now, what, what, about, yeah. the, what about the linebacker? I hear he's coming back. Oh, Terrence? Yeah, I hear he's coming back. Yeah. Too. Oh, yes. So, what do you think about him? Um... Because uh, that's the field general. Like, for the most part, you know, when you got a crowd, like, trash pile and stuff like that, it's really kind of hard to, like, to communicate with the D-line as far as, like, where I'm at. Yeah. So, he all, all he does in this, like, he just helping me relay everything through the thing. So, once I see something, while they handing the dirt and they're looking at the O-line face-to-face, I'm relaying it to the T2, T2 relaying it to the D-line, D-line relaying it back to T2, they relaying it back to me. So, we just – he just – me and him were just in the mix of just making everything be right, you can say. How how big is he? Making everything flowing. 
Um, I want to say about I don't know, but I know he's about like six, six one, six one and a half, six two. But I don't know how much he's weighing right now. So, so they let you make checks. You can check coverages and all that, depending on the route. Uh, the yeah. Formations. Yeah, they got you. Yes. They got you ahead of the game. And, you know, somebody's going to get a great player. Look like you're ready to go. How are yeah. your study habits, Cam, in terms of film and all that? Like, you, are you a guy who um, spends a lot of time? Not as much, but I'm really like – because at first, we you know, when I really have no one-on-one, like, film that actually, like, teach me how to break everything down. Mm-hmm. But with my DB coach, Coach Whitehead, and Coach Leroy, they teach me how to, like, really go into depth. So, through quarantine, this was the perfect time right. to, like, start getting as far as, like, film. Because they already – everybody I talk to, like, like Kenny and everybody like that, they tell me, like, you got to be – you got to be ready to know film, break it down, because that's the best thing. You can't can't rely off athletics all the time. That's true. Yeah, so as I'm gradually learning everything, and then eventually I'm be able to, like – to actually sit by myself and just relay it. Because at first, it's like, I can I can see how the quarterback, like, stand and look and stuff like that. And the route trees, they run, with, like, what formations and, like, what formations and what routes they run out of those formations. But it was just, like, the little things, like, when can you see his pass? When can you see his run? Do the O-line, does, like, does the O-line stand up when it's about to be a pass? Do he have his hand in the dirt every time? And stuff like that. Like, the little things, that's what I had to start learning. Yeah. Well, you ahead of the game already. Because you actually know you got it in your head, these things. And it takes, yeah. it takes some guys, even in the pros, to learn some of this stuff. Uh-huh. But he, he's a real football player, man. He sounds like you. I'm listening to him talk, and he sounds like a guy <laughs> who, who's got that NFL pedigree in him, like you, man. That just Because I heard that all from you about the way a guy stands up, the what kind of shoes he's wearing, all that kind of stuff <laughs> tells, you, tells you what's going on. Well, that goes like – you know, I was blessed when I was growing up. Um, guy that was two years ahead of me, and we used to always work out, Deion Sims. And I came into college as a linebacker, and I learned how to backpedal with Deion. And, you know, every summer, they bring other college players home, and we would work out and, you know, footwork and stuff. But it was always a lot of mental work, too, on the field. And when I got to UM, it was the same thing. We had guys who were really into watching film. You know, I was there with Michael Irvin and uh, those guys, and they watched a lot of film, a lot. And, you know, it's, it's second nature now. Like, you know, the fact that you're starting now, it's going to be so much easier. The game is going to slow down for you. Like, you'll be able to, like, mm. If a receiver comes out, if he's outside the numbers when he lines up, you're like, oh, he's running this. Or if he's inside the numbers. Yeah, he come back in, yeah. Yeah, see? You already kind of know it. So He's got the instincts, man. It's just now it's, now it's just studying the film. You put those things together, I mean, that's that's a superstar player. Yeah, and you already got yeah. ball skills. I mean, I think, you know, you, you y'all got a jugs machine for the receivers? What you mean, like the catching machine? Yeah. Nah. I don't got that. Well, we yeah, man, it's the West. We're the inner city, man. We ain't got money. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you can still do stuff, you and the receivers, you know, in, in pre-practice, you know, because you can always keep, you know, always work on your hands. Oh, I, I know that. Yeah. Kind of make sure these hands are fishing. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you do for fun, yeah, Cam, outside, outside of football? Is there anything you're really into? Um, Probably not. I play the game sometimes, but. 
that's where we, that's pretty much it. I watch football highlights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you're you're full time football. That's good. Yeah. He doesn't have that Uncle Larry syndrome. It sounds like uh, Kelvin. That's good. That's good because you know <laughs> if he does come to the University of Miami, they they they're gonna need more guys like him to break that Uncle Larry syndrome. But I'm gonna say this, you know, in closing, um, you come into the school if you decide to come to the University of Miami or whatever school you go to, take the time to learn the history of the school. Okay. So if you're going to the University of Miami. Really, I, me and some of my uh, alumni talk about this. There needs to be a class about how we got to be the U. You know, they got two documentaries out there. I don't know if you've seen them. That gives you some idea. But whatever school you go to, that school is going to have film. You go back and you watch some of the great players. Like if it's the University of Miami, for instance. Like if you're going to Florida State, it would be Deion Sanders, Terrell Buckley, Leroy Butler, guys like that. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to the University of Miami, um, Start with Benny Blades. You got Daryl Williams, Brandon Merriweather, uh, of course, Ed Reed, Kenny Phillips. You know what I'm saying? The great safeties. And, and, and you know, and, and look at the great teams and see, you know, you know, understand how we got how that school got to where it's at. Because yeah, you know, it's a lot of, you know, you you your age, your generation, there's a lot of history in college football now. I think it doesn't get taught. And I think mm. in order to change the present, you got to understand the past so that you don't make the same mistakes. And yeah, because they say history repeats itself. History repeats itself. Now, you, you, you're you, in a situation similar at Northwestern because you guys have won three straight t- championships. And I've told Manny this. I feel like the greatest – team in the history of Dade County is the 2007 uh, Northwestern team. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much y'all talk about the great teams at Northwestern, but it's a similar situation to where you go in college. You go back and look at the great players, you know what I'm saying? Marvin Jones, Melvin Bradley, guys like that, Ja'Cory, yeah. um, you know, Levante David, uh, Spence. I mean, you got you know, it's a lot of history at your school. And, and, and you know, you guys are doing a great job with the history. I mean, can you make it full straight? Of course. That's the, that's the goal. Man. It, we can't take – we can't make nothing less. Yeah. Now, you guys played Edgewater last year? Um, No. In the States, we played Jones. Jones. Uh, yes. Who played Edgewater? Edgewater was St. Thomas. Oh, okay. Yeah. So y'all got Jones, but y'all probably gonna see them again because it looked like they had a lot of guys coming back. Mm. But I'm not betting against y'all in y'all class. I don't see <laughs> I don't see nobody beating y'all, but you know, you can't get the big head. You know. Yeah, we already know. I mean, y'all goal is to be trying you your goal, your teammates' goal is to have a running clock every game. Mm-hmm. Our goal is for the last Four years I've been there was to shut out every team we played. We played Central when they like two years ago when they was putting up forty a game, and I and we was probably like I want to say three and five at the time or something like that, or three and four. And our goal was to shut them out, even though we didn't at first. But that was the goal. That's the goal. Every game is yeah. Every game you can't have no short goals like oh, nah, let's get them to one touchdown. No, you gotta 
It's nothing at all. And He's you, trying to give up nothing. You got me tipping the car rolling right now. Get him on the phone. Top no. <laughs> Well, we're running out of time, Kelvin. Um, That's why Coach Matt's got us. Coach Matt's is our coach. We're, we're running out of time on the pod. Um, we're going to let you go here, Cam. Thank you so much for coming on and opening yourself up and talking about everything, man. It was a lot of fun. Thank y'all for bringing me. Miami, surge, surge. Kane's cartel coming through. Tell me what these other teams going to do.